the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Bullington Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. And I'm back. Like it or not. That's getting pretty old, isn't it? <laughs> He's saying that. Uh, that's probably old for you, but I still enjoy saying it. <laughs> it gives you a little insight into my personality. <laughs> oh, just kidding. Kind of. <laughs> but uh, yeah, lots of... Uh, man, you know what? You don't even ha- You don't have to go to the movies anymore. Because if you want... To watch, say, a horror film, um, you just go to YouTube and you look up the latest news. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. But uh, it is amazing the uh, number of things that are happening and changing right before our eyes. Uh, just uh, mind-boggling. I would not have anticipated a world ever that existed like this one. And uh, not that I'm complaining um, because we still, we have it very good. And I think a lot of times people forget, you know, they just forget how good we actually have it. And it is a, uh, it's kind of a big deal. Um, it's a really big deal. And is it perfect? Heck no. Is it ever going to be perfect? Probably not. Cause you know what? You got people involved. Very difficult to have perfection when people are involved. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's what makes life interesting. It is uh, super interesting. And I uh, think from an investment standpoint, if you're getting ready to retire, um, that's one of the things I, I, I'm going to keep coming back to. And, and one of the reasons I keep coming back to this is, is it's such an important thing. We all work towards that in our lifetime or it's my own personal opinion that we probably should be working towards that, uh, or at least having an eye on it. And it's really important because it really takes a significant amount of money to be able to replace the income that you're getting when you're working. And I mean, it's, it is a ton. If you look at the College for Financial Planning's 4% rule, it's actually not theirs. It was done by a financial planner and uh, said 4% plus inflation. And that's what people are missing. You know, when they look at their uh, retirement distributions, that 4% rule included inflation. So that's that's a big deal because prices 
at the current inflation rate are going to double in about nine years. Uh, hopefully, a couple of years from now, the inflation rate slows down, you know, because that that's really tough to keep up with. But uh, anyway, just having a pretty good idea of where you're going to be financially, uh, at what ages, whatever. Let me make this really simple for you. Take that 4% rule and uh, take your current income, whatever your current income is. Now subtract 20% off of that. Here's why you're going to subtract 20%. Because when you get into retirement, you're not going to be paying Social Security tax on that money. Okay, that that money is gone. So that's at least that in uh, um, yeah, it's at least seven point two. If you're self-employed, it's right around fifteen. So you're not going to be paying that anymore. So you don't have to worry about uh, uh, replacing that income because you're spending it all now. Okay. Now, if you save, you should be saving somewhere between fifteen and twenty percent. When I first started in the industry, by the way. Uh, they used to say you only had to save 7% of your income. And the reason that they were saying that is was is that you could get a CD that was paying 10%. <laughs> well, those days are gone, um, have been gone for an incredibly long time period. So now in, instead of you know uh, saving 7%, you're going to have to make that somewhere probably between uh, 10 and 20%. And I'm just picking the middle and saying 15 Incidentally, when you say 15%, if you were, are working for someone else, and if you're not working for someone else, and you set up a retirement plan that you can deduct you know, from your taxes, and it's not going to cost you that as much as you're saving. So if you're saving around 15%, your cost is probably somewhere around 10%. So you're saving 150 bucks, and your check only goes down by 10 How cool is that? That's an extra 50 bucks right in that. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. That's why I call those things magic. Where where else do you would you get a take a hundred dollar investment? Actually, it's a hundred and fifty dollar investment that only costs you a hundred bucks. I mean, that's it. It's the only place. That's the only place that you could do that. So, uh, but and if you take advantage of it, great. And uh, now, let's go back to where I I started before, and let's say I'm I'm getting ready to retire. I want to know how much um, money I can generate off my investments. A normal, well-diversified portfolio, you, you know, the, the standard rule is 4%. I've seen them as high as 5 or 6%. There is actually a website um, that I is provided to me by BlackRock that gives me uh, an indication of, of the sustainable amount of income that you could generate in retirement. And since BlackRock's the largest asset manager on the planet, and they're using uh, artificial intelligence to develop these plans. You know, if you want to find out what that is, hit me up. Either email me or call me, and I'll be glad to run that through the software for you and kind of give you an idea of what the uh, uh, amount of money you could generate off of your retirement savings is relatively safely. You know, they'll tell you that when they do that, they're doing it with a uh, something that they. Well, I won't bother with all the technical details. It's, it's basically more often than not that you would be safe running a certain type of a portfolio, maybe at 60% fixed income and 40% stocks if you're in your 70s or 80s, uh, or if you're just real conservative. 
Uh, if you're 80% stock and 20% fixed income because you are really aggressive and um, most people need to have an awful lot of money, by the way, to be that aggressive um, because if you get too aggressive you can and you go through a big decline like 2007 through 2009 where the S&P peaked in November 2007 and when it bottomed out in 2009, March of 2009, it was down about 57%. That's a little rough. That's actually very rough. So, and it took years to recover. So that that's called a sequence of of events return. If you look at the returns in the long run, yeah, they're pretty good. Somewhere around eight to ten percent or so, depending on the time period that you're looking at. Pretty good, especially with current CD rates right around two or three percent. So that looks really good. The problem is, you've got to have an extremely long time period to be able to count on those returns with a high degree of accuracy or what I would consider a high degree of accuracy. And that's at least a 70% chance. So long story short, the older you get, the more conservative you should be getting. Now, under those, under that auspice, you really have to kind of stay within your own comfort zone. What's your comfort zone? Now, you may, in fact need to take on a little bit more risk than you're taking on. So if, if you're not at least 40% in stocks right now, I wouldn't try to take out that 4% rule because the other amount, the other money that you have, you're probably going to get, you're probably net after expenses and fees. If you're doing the A plus job, your net returns on that are probably going to be slightly less than 3%. So if you got half your money at 3%, that only adds one and a half percent to your total. Does that make sense? If you had half your money at 3%, well, what is half of 3%? It's 1.5%. Okay, so if you're only earning 3% on half your money, that's only contributing 1.5% to your total. Now, if the other half was in a diversified stock portfolio or any, yeah, diversified stock portfolio, it could be tax deferred, by the way. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. But if it were in a diversified stock portfolio and you were going to take out a... Um, Let's say you're taking out 5%. Okay, Half of 5% is 2.5%. So you've got 2.5% from one and on the uh, 3%, you're going to get 1.5% on the total. And th there you are right around, that's the 4% rule. So that should get you by. In most cases, even if you had really crappy returns the way that somebody who retired in March of 2000, right before the market went down 50% the first time, <laughs> and then you came up and you went through November of 2007 when it went down further than it did in March of 2000, which by the way, didn't stop going down until March of 2003. That's the other thing that kind of bothers me about a lot of the modern uh, techniques of portfolio management. They don't look from peak to trough, like from March of 2000 to March of 2003. They look on an annual basis, how much was it down by, and they tell you what the average, they call it a mean standard deviation, or actually a standard deviation of returns. And they say that the, the risk is only 16% or so. Really? Tell that to somebody who lived through March of 2000, through March of 2003, or... November of 2007 to March of 2009. 
You know, somebody forgot to tell the stock market it's supposed to begin and end its cycles on a calendar year. So my point is the academics look at it on a calendar year basis because they say, well, it's the only way that you can do it because we need to use these numbers. I know what you're doing. You're making the numbers fit. You're you're making a a square peg fit into a round hole. And what you're doing is you're getting a a sledgehammer and pounding it through it. (laughs) It really doesn't work that well. So uh, bottom line is it relatively simple. Uh, depends on your age and how you've got your portfolio positioned, but I can give you an estimate in about 15 minutes if you if you decided that you wanted to call in and, and try to get that information uh, or email me. I'd be m- much more than happy to do that. Uh, it's it's such an important thing that that you have a, a pretty good idea of what you can expect to generate from your investments. That way, you can add that money to whatever social security or pension funds you might have. And that gives you an excellent idea of what kind of lifestyle you could lead in retirement. Now, I've only got a few, uh, maybe one minute until I have to go to commercial break. But when I come back from commercial break, I'll talk about what you can do leading up to that retirement to try to make sure that you know you, you get as close as you can to that 80% number, 80% of your pre-retirement income. And uh, that is that is not easy, incidentally. And uh, when you start doing the math, you kind of find out, let's say, you, let's say your household income is 100,000 bucks. You're a stay-at-home husband, and so your, your wife actually uh, earns the income. You'd be surprised how many times I see that these days. So $80,000, I'm sorry, uh, let's say the income, yeah, well, $80,000. Um, actually, I'm going to go to $100,000. I'm going to stick with the hundred to keep my math simple because I forgot my calculator. <laughs> so if I got $100,000 income, 80% of $100,000 is $80,000. Okay, $80,000, uh, if we were going to take a, a 5% withdrawal rate, which is actually higher than the, um, what you call it, that 4% rule. So I would need 1.6 million to generate that. 1.6 million to generate 80 grand taken out 5% a year. Okay, so hopefully you're in your mid to late 60s before you start taking that money out. And we'll talk about why as soon as we come back from these commercial messages. This is Bill Bullington right here on 1420. Stay tuned. Bill Bullington, I'm the president of Bullington Capital Management, 
And if you'd like to call to get some advice or just run some um, scenarios past me, feel free. My phone number in my office is 330-664-0700. Or you can go to my website. It's bullingtoncapital.com. You can fill out a form and someone will try to get back to you as as quickly as we possibly can. And I will tell you this, ever since the pandemic, technology has been really rough. So if you think you've been having a hard time logging on or your computer's not working right, you know what? Oftentimes I know how people are, uh, how I am. You know, I start to think it's me. But then I begin to realize as I'm talking to so many people that everybody's having these problems. And there's something that's, you know, talk about conspiracy theories. Yeah, there's something that's been going on with operating systems and the internet for, it's been a couple of years now, and it's pretty amazing. And what is really amazing is how oftentimes just shutting your computer down, letting it stay off for a minute or two, and then turning it back on and letting it reboot, well, often those problems will be fixed and they will go away. (laughs) And a large part of that's because they're updating software and not telling you that they're updating software. And when you're using it, 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 it they're having conflicts and oftentimes just rebooting that and clearing out the caches. And if you know what all that means, if you don't know what that means, don't worry about it. Just turn your computer off, let it sit for a couple minutes and then turn it back on and then log back into a lot of your services. So, and if it still doesn't work, then you end up having to do what we do and we spend an awful lot of time doing is sitting on hold with tech support. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, don't think it's you. It, it's uh, oftentimes it, it's some issue with the company, uh, their websites, web servers between years, computer and their web servers. Uh, there's so many th- moving parts here. It just, it just blows my mind. Uh, and uh, quite frankly, you know, it, it's worth it because we can do so much more than we were able to do. Uh, heck, even 15 years ago, 10 years ago. I mean, it, it's mind-boggling how fast technology has progressed. It's not slowing down anytime soon. It's one of the great drivers of one of the um, world's largest economies. And the entire world economy, by the way, has been growing at rates that are much faster than they have in the past which is kind of interesting because you don't really hear a lot about that on a lot of other stations or, or news programs. Economies worldwide have been doing extremely well. Uh, two best industries in the United States, healthcare and uh, um, technology. And it, it makes perfect sense. I think when you look around and you see what's going on out there, uh, what's happening, it, it's a, I think, the healthcare, by the way, healthcare has underperformed technology over the past couple of years, but with the aging population, with the amount of money that's being spent, with the amount of money that the, the total revenue has still continued to increase at a pretty fast pace, extremely fast, especially relative to everything else. And so I think that's pretty good. Now, I think stock market, if you're in your um, mid 40s, late 40s, you probably should be somewhere on 70% invested in stocks if your personality permits you to. That's a, another whole issue, something that I, I don't think it's talked about a lot unless you're talking to a financial planner or a financial advisor that works for a big institution because the vast majority of us know that that's a big, that's going to play a big part in how successful you are. I think one of the nice things about rising interest rates today 
is that it really helps a lot of the people who are conservative. If you're looking at uh, annuities, the rates have started to go up. If you're looking at treasury bonds, rates have started to go up. If you're looking at certificates of deposit CDs, rates have started to go up. If you're looking at CDs, by the way, you should probably give us a, a buzz um, the uh, just to find out what current rates are. One of the platforms I use shops all around the country, and it's, it's amazing. What they've actually done is they've turned CDs into bonds. You can buy CDs all over the country. And if you buy them from, from different banks, which are all available, they're, they're buying and selling CDs just like they do regular bonds now. And so you can buy CDs from banks that may be in California, but they still have the FDIC guarantee behind it. And you can go way above the limits of the local banks. You know, they have a $250,000 limit on as far as what they will guarantee. So if you don't buy more than $250,000 from one bank, which you can do in these platforms because you can buy them from multiple banks, you could have several million dollars all backed up by the FDIC. How cool is that? And you're getting better interest rates. And check this out. You don't have to pay a commission to buy it or sell it. If we're managing it for you, there's a small management fee there. But uh, you still come out way ahead of the average CD rate in the greater Cleveland area because we're going all over the country. And you can also have insurance on that money past the 250000 And you can set this up in an account so that that uh, interest gets reinvested or gets sent to you. Uh, there's a free checking on it. <laughs> By the way, all these services, these are things that we do for our clients. Uh, that That's one of the reasons that uh, uh, we're in business, to try to help them out in those areas as well. So, uh, you know, if, again, if you're interested in all that and you can set it up. Um, by the way, you can also set up for online bill pay. Uh, Fidelity's got one of the better Visa cards, I think, that I've ever seen. You get 2% back and there are no fees. If you have an account there, that is kind of crazy uh, that they do that. But uh, yeah, it's it, it's pretty awesome. I, I, I Again, I'm just amazed. I'm absolutely amazed. And I think I use that. I think I use my Fidelity checking almost as much as I do my regular checking. So I only have two checking accounts. Those are it. I got that Fidelity and I've got one at a, a local bank. Anyway. It's just mind-boggling, like I said, how much how much you can do online, and it it can get very overwhelming. I, I will tell you that it absolutely gets overwhelming. And in fact, that's one of the things I, I like to talk about on on this program. I don't know if you caught this a little bit earlier, but you know that four percent rule that the College for Financial Planning has. Okay, so basically, don't try to try to stick to only taking out four percent of your assets. Try to, it, it, because you're going to have to increase that over time to keep up with inflation. And you should never take out more than 6%. And that's kind of a rule that I read in a, uh, that was in a pension magazine that went out to people who run pensions. There's an entire industry out there of people who run pensions. In fact, Nationwide's one of the bigger pension fund administrators in the country. And that's one of the reasons I like to use their fixed indexed annuity because I know they have a ton of experience and they wouldn't make a promise well, they would try not to make a promise that they can't keep. You're not allowed to, to guarantee that. The nationwide can't print its own money the way the federal government can. So 
the federal government can give you a much better guarantee. Now, that money that they're printing and handing to you is guaranteed, but it's not guaranteed to purchase as much as it did before they printed it. <laughs> and uh, that was actually a major cause in the Second World War. Germany was, the German people were so fed up because they were making all these reparation payments for World War One that the, their government just started printing the money and they had to carry baskets of money to buy a loaf of bread. And uh, that, you know, that can be very disruptive. Let's just put it that way. And uh, so, you know, I wish life were easier. <laughs> I really do. The, uh, it would make my life so much easier. But I have to keep up with all this stuff. And it is uh, sometimes a little mind-boggling. But, you know, what else am I going to do? Yeah. It's what I do for a living. It's what I chose. I still like it. It's, it's very fascinating, uh, especially when you're working with somebody who, who doesn't know quite as much and uh, is interested in learning. You know, I can cut your learning curve down by probably 90%. Now, that's like saying, all right, you don't have to run the whole marathon. It's 26 miles or whatever it is. So if you got to run 96% of it, uh, if you don't, have, if you can find a way to not to have to run ninety percent of it, and out of the uh, twenty six, you're only going to have to run two point six. I don't know if you've ever seen those guys from Africa. <laughs> they can run like they're running five minute miles <laughs> when they come in to finish. And if you've ever run two and a half miles, two point six miles at a five minute pace, yeah, at a nine minute pace, okay. It's still pretty hard. <laughs> it's doable, but it's pretty hard. And that that's what I feel like. It, it reminds me so much of financial planning. It's a marathon. You're running a marathon. I can cut that marathon in half minimally and probably eliminate 90% of it. But you still got to put in that last, <laughs> that last 10% is not inconsequential. Uh, it's actually... You know, without it, your your plan's just not going to work. It doesn't have to be complicated. You know, take up your whatever you're going to have in Social Security. Take up whatever you're going to have in a pension, and then take your savings and take somewhere between four and six percent of that. Is that's a range? You know, shouldn't you should not go above six percent? You want to shoot for that four percent. Now, if you're looking at that, if you don't if you don't know what your Social Security is, go to the Social Security website and, and get them to give you an estimate. They'll give it to you. It's free. You can set up an account there. If you work for a big company, you work for the Cleveland Clinic, you know, ask for a uh, you know call Human Resources and ask them for projections. They actually provide one uh, once a year. They'll show you what you're uh, contributing. And they'll do a little bit of a projection for you. Not not a ton. They're not allowed to do a ton there. But with the uh, any company that's got a pension, the pension will come out. If you work for the state or if you're a fireman, they'll give you an estimate of what they think your pension might be. And if not, you can uh, uh, actually, we can run one of those for you too. So once you've got a, a pretty decent idea of what you might have in, in guaranteed income, uh, whether it's from a pension, and a lot of people, you know, that's why they're buying annuities because they can guarantee the income. They can put that in their plan and say, "Okay, I can count on this." And by the way, you better uh, stick with a, a minimally A-rated companies when you're doing that because uh, annuities are not guaranteed by a government agency; they're guaranteed by the insurance company. So the strength of the underlying insurance company is a big. That's a big deal. That's a really big deal. Now, if it's a, there's a, a different type of annuity I'm going to talk a little bit about 
uh, when I come back from the commercial commercial messages 60 seconds from now. And uh, it's actually a variable annuity that's an advisor-friendly. It's got no sales charge in or out. You can take the money in or out anytime you want. Uh, you've got a selection of mutual funds that are top-notch mutual funds. And it's kind of a, that's, that's like a hybrid. And it's like you can add things called riders to it that would guarantee a minimum income if you want to. Uh, you can add death benefit riders. They all come at cost. You're, there are these little insurance policies that you're buying through the annuity company. You're just combining it all into one item. You can do it with IRAs or you can do it outside of an IRA. If it's outside of an IRA, it might save you some money in taxes because you're not going to get capital gains and dividends unless you take um, money out of it. And then it's going to be treated as ordinary income. So it's got some big advantage. It gives you a lot more control. That's for sure. And you can uh, name beneficiaries. Uh, you can name a trust as a beneficiary if, if you'd like. But uh, now that I hear the music, that means I've got to take a real quick commercial break. This is Bill Bullington right here on 1420. Stay tuned because I will be right back. Well, no clouds in sight. Who walks up to a giant and picks a fight? Who turns a lion's den into a petting zoo? Who can have church in the fiery furnace? Well, I'll tell you who. People trust in Jesus, following Him There is no ocean that can't be parted. There is no mountain that can't be moved. I know there's help for. And we're back. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> oh, this is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. If you'd like to speak with me, just uh, go to my website, fill out a contact us form, uh, or give us a call, 330-664-0700. I'll try to get back to you as quickly as I can. And, uh, you know, let's see, uh, what's really interesting these days is the diversity in stocks, by diversity, I'm really talking about their valuation levels. Some stocks are not valued very highly. I mean, it just blows my mind, especially with the market as high as it is. The super large companies that make up the S&P 500, their valuations are a lot higher, but they're not growing as fast. And it's been that way now for, I don't know, six or seven years. The larger, slower growth companies are being valued higher than the smaller, faster growing companies. I can promise you that that won't always stay that way. At some point in time, it goes the way it should. Those smaller companies will have a tendency to bolt right past the really big ones. And if you do get a big correction, say if the S&P were to come down, I don't know, 25, 30, 40% from here, and those companies that are slightly ahead of themselves, they're not grossly overpriced, but it could, they could easily be down 30, 40%, no sweat. Okay. And to me, that's not grossly overpriced. Now, to a lot of people, that is horribly overpriced. <laughs> so it depends on who you're talking to. And uh, this is where your age comes into play. You know, I, today, if you can get, oh, if you can get above 2%, 
net of fees and expenses and income with an with a guarantee, that's a pretty good rate for guaranteed like treasuries or CDs, okay? Or, you know, high quality corporate bonds, that means AAA rated. I'm not interested in buying a whole lot of those incidentally because you just it's too hard. There's there's too much risk and you're not being rewarded for it. The income's not high enough. That's one of the reasons that I I kept looking at these uh I keep looking at the fixed index. I own that product. It's it's an annuity, you know. And uh, when I bought it, I was a little younger than I am now. So now that I've gotten it for 3 years, I'm I'm very glad that I've got it. It it gives you a schedule so I pretty much know what to expect there, at least within ballpark because it could change it it could go higher. It won't go lower, but it could go higher. And uh, if you're interested in, in finding out what those rates might be, they're constantly changing, by the way. That, that's why I'm not using a specific example. Uh, I can just tell you that they're higher than most people are going to average in their stock accounts. The, the average investor in their stock accounts will probably make less money than a lot of these companies are willing to guarantee. So that that's interesting to me. It, it's a, at a high enough level that it caught my attention actually about about two and a half years ago that prior to that, it, it, it they weren't, they didn't give you a guarantee that was high enough for me to have much interest in it. And as the guarantees kept going higher, then I started saying, you know what, this actually starts to make a lot of sense for an awful lot of people, especially if you're in retirement or, or you're approaching retirement and, or you've got this money and you just don't want to have to think about it much. You'd like to get as much income as you can. Uh, you want to make sure that, well, it, it depends. The, 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 in, uh, the annuities that pay the most are the ones that leave nothing. When you pass away, if there's still money left in that contract, the insurance company gets to keep it. So they're willing to pay you a higher payout while you're alive because when you pass away, they're going to keep whatever's left in there. If you want to leave money to your beneficiaries, you're going to have to take less of an income during your lifetime. And so, but what you're doing is you're leaving money behind for someone else. That the fact that they're willing to pay out that money instead of keeping that money means that they're going to have to pay out a lower dollar amount to you while you're alive. Now that, and that's up to you. You get to choose. And uh, having said that, you can actually be joint annuitants, you and your, your spouse or your uh, your significant other, you're going to be uh, uh, joint annuitants on this thing. They'll take a look at both of your ages and they'll come up with a, it's actually a schedule. So they'll, they'll give you a schedule and say, okay, this is how much income that we would be willing to guarantee for both of your life expectancies. Okay. So in other words, you're probably going to have to speak to somebody about this. If you're looking at what are my best options for guaranteed incomes, the uh, because it can really vary. Uh, if you're willing to take on a little bit more risk, oftentimes you can have higher returns. Some of the products out there will allow you to invest directly into mutual funds from Fidelity or Vanguard. Um, they've got their insurance costs built into that. Your the manager's fees that he charges are built into that. The, they have to let you know what that is. If you're interested in those, I can show you those as well because we use those. I think they make a, it, it, it's a really good idea as far as I'm concerned. Are you going to make as much as you could if you, if they were without any fees? 
No. Why? Because you're paying for the protection. You know, you're adding little insurance policies to your uh, to your investments, but it they're optional. You know, it it used to not be that way. I mean, you can get a bare bones, just tax deferral, super cheap. So you could ins- instead of paying capital gains and dividends on a uh, um, on a mutual fund account that you have, might be from Vanguard, Fidelity, T Row, Price. You know, you name it. it there's an out, there's a product out there that's got all those companies in it. And instead of paying capital gains taxes uh, on capital gains that you didn't even see, by the way, because they reinvested the, di- the distribution, that capital gains distribution came out at the end of the year, they reinvested that. And you just get a 1099 saying, okay, you, you got to pay tax on this. And then you're going, but wait a minute, I didn't sell anything. They had, no, the, the fund did. Okay, that's one of the reasons I like exchange traded funds. The vast majority, the ones that I use, have never distributed a capital gain. They've reinvested the money on a tax-deferred basis. So I know that all of, all of this has got to be just about as clear as mud. <laughs> and I try to keep things as simple as possible. That 4% rule is a pretty good one, by the way. Just take whatever your savings are, um, multiply it by 0.04, add that to whatever income you're going to have in retirement, and there's your budget. Well, you've got Actually, you need to build your budget around that. And uh, so if it's not enough, then I would suggest you're going to have to probably either save a little bit more until you retire, or maybe you take that part-time job. You know what my dream job is? My dream job is working at Lowe's. My dad was a carpenter and he used to have this saying, he says, you know, us, a lot of us carpenters have sawdust in their veins. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what he was saying is they really liked their work. They, they liked doing what they were doing. And uh, I get it, you know, and I, I have to admit, I got a little bit of sawdust in my veins, um, but uh, I didn't think I could make enough money in that industry. So I, I, I didn't stay in it. And um, who knows, maybe I, maybe I would have been better off. You never know. But having a little bit of sawdust in your veins, when you walk through that tool department, at Lowe's or Home Depot uh, or Menards, <laughs> any of those stores, you just I, don't send me in there. I mean, that, that's like sending a female into a clothing store. Uh, you're not going to see her again for <laughs> at least a couple of hours. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm in big trouble for that one. I just hope my uh, <laughs> hope my kids don't hear me. They're all they're all girls. <laughs> That's where I, that's where I learned that, by the way. I mean, you know, and by the way, that, uh, girls clothes are expensive, even when they're small. I remember going through the malls and going, Oh boy, I hope, hope they don't see that. They just changed the new lines and, uh, would try to sneak past the, those stores as fast as I possibly could. <laughs> anyway, I, I digress. Um, it is a, you know, retirement planning is not an easy thing. You just do the best you can, uh, try not to worry too much about it. Uh, you may have to take on more risk than you might be comfortable taking on, um, but you get to decide. And that's the whole thing about being a financial advisor. I can lay out all the options for you. I can explain what your options are and you get to make the decision. Uh, it's your life and I'll try to help you the best I can to execute your goals, uh, in the best way possible. And we have, you know, we use Fidelity as one of our custodians. They're, they're wonderful. We use a firm called Axos. Uh, it used to be E-Trade. They bought it out and uh, they let us um, provide some pretty high 
highly sophisticated portfolios. Um, Fidelity does too. It's a lot more work for us at Fidelity. Uh, but uh, those are our two primary custodians. And Fidelity just rolled out a platform. If you're interested, you know, you can talk to me about it. But it it's to allow people like myself, we're considered institutional, you know, even though I'm, there's just a, a small group of people in my firm, they're giving us access to the same tools that Goldman Sachs and Merrill Lynch and all these other big firms have. And they're making us, they're, 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 they're allowing us to making it available to you. That's pretty cool. Um, in fact, if you knew a lot, you could actually access this from their website. If you knew a lot about this stuff, if you knew what, if you know what a discount or a premium is or a yield to worst, if you, if those term, if that terminology doesn't throw you for a loop, at least a little one, then you're actually a sophisticated fixed income investor and you will really be happy to find out what you have available to you uh, through Fidelity. So I really like those guys a lot. Uh, I like Axos too. And we also, we've got a, a third uh, party that was bought out by Goldman Sachs and they're, they're a good firm too. I was really glad to see that it was Goldman Sachs that, that bought them out. The firm used to be called Folio. The, uh, uh, because Goldman is a, I mean, Goldman's in partnership with the U.S. government. Uh, so that firm's going nowhere. <laughs> Fidelity's the largest, by the way. So they're going nowhere. And uh, Axos is a big, they're the biggest online bank in the, uh, in the world, actually. Uh, and they've got some pretty nice tools. Uh, but, uh, you know, if you'd like us to take a look, if you just want to talk, you know, and that's, I spend 95% of my day, well, not 95, probably, probably 85 85% of my day just talking and where people are mulling over, well, these are my, this is what I have. What do you think? Well, here are the options that you, you may or may not be aware of. And from the options that you are aware of, let's, let, you know, we'll just talk about it. Uh, you could do this or you could do that. And here's what's happening. Here is the risk of doing it this way. Here's the risk of doing it that way. And just getting a, a sounding board, which is uh, typically what I'm doing. Uh, and oftentimes people, they ask me, well, what do you think? And I'll say, well, if it were me, this is what I would do. Here's what I would do. And because I'm a fiduciary, uh, and best, by the way, I like to think it's because I'm a nice guy, <laughs> but just so that you know, I am legally obligated to be a nice guy <laughs> and to operate in your best interest. So I'm going to write down whatever it is you you say, I'm going to write down whatever the decisions are that we make. I'm going to keep a, a file of that so that we all know that we're all on the same page. And that's the goal. Everybody's got the same page. Your goals may not, I may have a completely different set of goals for you, given your situation, than you would like to have. That's okay. As long as you hear all the available options, the ones that make sense anyway, The uh, you get to make the decision. You know, it's your money. You just have somebody there that you know is uh, got a vested interest in you doing well. The better you do, the better I do. Most of the assets that we manage there are based on a percentage of assets. Even uh, some of them pay commissions. The ones that pay commissions, I take the lower commissions so that I have a, uh, they, they give you a, a choice. You can take a bigger upfront commission or you can take an ongoing management fee uh, structure. You, you don't make as much up front, but you've got a vested interest in watching that grow because as it grows, 
your your pay will actually go up. So when you do better, so do I. When you don't do as well, neither do I. I'm, I'm taking a pay cut. When your asset values drop, I'm taking a pay cut. So, uh, you know, with the markets being as volatile as they are, imagine that. I've got all these, <laughs> a lot of expenses I have to cover. And I see my uh, uh, income fluctuating on a monthly basis by a pretty wide measure. So anyway, uh, not that that's important. What is important is that, you know, we have a lot of options available to us. Um, we don't really, I don't really care, uh, who I'm using. I use BlackRock. I use some Vanguard. I use Fidelity. Uh, I use nationwide. Uh, I'll probably be using some pack life here coming up shortly. I try to go where I find the best products because it's in my client's best interest. And that's in my best interest. The more money you have, the better we all do. And that's how I thought the business should have run from the beginning. And I was talking to a good friend of mine. I met him. Oh, probably 25 years ago. He's getting ready to retire now. And we were talking about that, that transition. And I was kind of a little surprised. It, I was early when I left and I started doing what I'm doing, where it's just a uh, fee-based practice and oh, it's 95% fee-based. And um, uh, I just thought that, yeah, this is probably in the client's best interest. That I can serve my clients better doing this. I took a massive pay cut. I mean, it was huge. It's a good thing I was a lot younger then. Um, <laughs> but the uh, in doing that, I just thought this this is the way it should be. You should actually your your advisor should have a vested interest in seeing you do as well as you possibly can. And uh, uh, that you know it works out. It works out very well. And I think the whole industry should have they should have started out that way. That's the way it should have been from the from the get go. And it has been the fastest growing segment of the uh, investment population as our fee-based advisors. Now that I hear that, the music means my show is over. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. Have a good weekend. Good luck. Good investing. You just caught another edition of the Bullington Capital Report, broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.